that's faith in the 11th hour. If you stay in the energy of having what you want, and this isn't like rainbows and butterflies. This is like, I stayed in the energy of having what I wanted and I fluctuated of course, but when I made my decision, it was like, I stayed in that energy and I was able to create what I wanted. We heal in health and we die through dieting. You feel? Yeah, me too. Let's start the vulnerable and raw conversations needed to inspire. Let's get the experts talking to educate and motivate. Let's come together as a community to discuss what it means to be optimally human and aligned spirit. I'm your host, intuitive gut health coach, Chelsea Haynes, and this is Let's Start Health. Hello, you intuitive being. Welcome back to Let's Start Health, a podcast dedicated to educating and inspiring you on your journey to optimized health. I am your host, Chelsea Haynes, intuitive gut health coach. I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode so much where we interviewed the amazing Morgan Rhodes. We decided to break this story up into two parts as both pieces felt extremely important to share. So last week was part one and today, we will dive into part two. We will hear the amazing story of how Morgan became a mother. This incredible story of endurance, persistence, patience, and of course, relentless faith in the 11th hour is not one that you want to miss, needless to say. Don't forget also, guys, we are currently opening invitations to join the waitlist for the Fall Gut Health Reset. This cart will open on Monday, August 24th for special pre-launch pricing, but you must be on the waitlist to receive the discount code. And the first five people to take action to book their spot for this September program will actually receive a bonus one-on-one call with me during this four-week program. These calls are normally $300 each, and by simply taking empowered action, you will be rewarded for free. Of course, I have to keep this number limited. Otherwise, I will just not be able to follow through and commit to my promise to you. Of course, as a projector by human design, I just don't have the same energy reserves as my fellow generator solopreneurs. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, don't worry. (laughs) But if you do know what I'm talking about, if you happen to be a projector, the struggle is real. Anyway, I am so proud of this four-week program as the results that I have seen over and over and over again are not only measurable, but you guys truly life-altering. If you struggle with bloated belly, IBS, acid reflux, food anxiety, constipation, diarrhea, or overall anxiety and depression, and you are just craving a reset... Well, let's just say if 2020 wasn't for anything else, this is the year for you. Head on over to chelseahaynescoaching.com forward slash gut health reset. There are dashes in between those. So chelseahaynescoaching.com forward slash gut dash health dash reset, or just go to my website and click on offerings where you can learn all about the program, read testimonials, and pop your name on that wait list. I love you all so much. Please enjoy this amazing two-part series with Morgan Rhodes, and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. 
first off, maybe would you mind just sharing your birthing experience in the way that is relevant, that feels most called to you in the moment? And then we can kind of circle back around to maybe where some of beliefs in your life might have also imprinted in those grandiose and subtle ways as well. Well, yeah, I feel like this is a space um, where I can actually share the full thing mm. because I, out in normal reality, I like the people in my life don't understand what a shocker is, like let alone, you know. <laughs> so the, the soul who decided to come be in my body, um, this is going to sound crazy, but like crazy I know here. the soul. Yeah. <laughs> I know the soul. And they were actually one of my guides and they just completely disappeared and ended up being my baby. Oh my God. And um, so there's this already this like familiarity there between like this consciousness with me and this like dialogue, my entire pregnancy with a soul and just crazy. Like I'm pretty sure my son broke my car the other day because he was like, mom, this car, like I'm sick of channeling so much energy into this car. Like this car is not turning on anymore. Like we are done here. Like this car is like, we're done. I need an upgrade. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically the, there was this like struggle. What I felt was like a struggle between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure he's used to vaginal births. It, like the, the intuitive feeling I kept getting was that he wanted me to have a C-section. Mm. And I did not want to have a C-section. I'm trying to hike some mountains, like now, very tall mountains. I don't have time to sit in bed and recover. And um, that was just not my, this, this life for me is about having freedom and like creating my experience intentionally, because I don't know if I've, I mean, as women, have we really had that experience on earth up until this point? Like 50 years ago, we couldn't even get a freaking checking account without our husband co-signing. Like, I feel like I'm like, try, I'm living a life for all of the women that came before yes. me right now. And I Ooh. am not, a was not okay with having a C-section. Yes. Like we are being empowered. We are not on bread rest. All mm. of us, all thousands of us, yes. like we're doing this. And he, it was weird because my whole pregnancy, I was like, I feel like I'm going to have this baby early, but it like, it felt like this battle of wills towards the end. And so my, um, my my stepmom, basically, she's a very talented energy healer. And I was sitting on the couch on my laptop, just they were at my house. I was sitting on the couch on my laptop and I was 39 weeks pregnant. I I think I I was a day before my due date and just literally like, get out, you know, like get out. Like I cannot. We're done. We're done. And I had had this beautiful pregnancy, was not uncomfortable until the very last two Mm. weeks, but the last two weeks, I was so frustrated. Mm. And um, so anyway, I'd had a rare afternoon of working where I was just like, I'm so creative and and inspired because the last like week before that, I had been very like crying, like get out of me. And um, she just whipped her head at me really Mm. fast. And I was like, she was like, can I come sit next to you? And I was like, Yeah um sure when what what's going on and she was like I just got this intuitive nudge from my guide that like this baby has to come out in the next 24 hours uh, I got goosebumps like, everywhere she was literally like I have this feeling that something's gonna go terribly mm-hmm. wrong if this baby doesn't get out like <gasps> stop it in the next 24 hours and I was like I was like 
I'm down. Like, let's get it out. Yes. Get out. Let's go. And so it was almost like the, all the chakras of this baby had fully connected and like timer went off. Mm. And um, we were sitting on my couch, just like, and at this point I'd already had two full nights of contractions. So I had had like Braxton Hicks, like pre-labor contractions, but like two full nights where I'm like, oh my God, this is it. And it would stop. So I was like, okay. (laughs) So we are sitting on my couch, meditating, channeling, like literally we're like having this, like we're opening a vortex in my living room and um, I start having contractions and they start getting stronger and closer and closer together. And like Roe is like, come out, baby. It's time to come out. You can come out now. Like it's safe to come out, you know, like, and I'm literally watching him. I'm not even kidding. Like move down my belly. Oh my it was like, I was like, I was like, oh my God, we were literally like with, with cosmic energy, pulling this baby out of my body. So it's like five o'clock when this starts, five or six o'clock. And I start having, I think it was five o'clock and I start actually having contractions mm-hmm. like six, 6.30. We're literally just like- We're doing it. Connecting to the light. Yes. Yeah, we're doing it. Um, so around nine o'clock, I go to the birth center and I was like planning on having a natural birth. And like, I definitely didn't want to be in the hospital during the pandemic anyway, right. because people I had, their husbands weren't even allowed in the room. Yeah. And during the birth, and I was like, I am not doing this without my husband. Like, absolutely yeah. not. McKenna is in that room yeah. with me, or, or this baby. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, I, so we go to the birth center at nine o'clock, and they're like, Yeah, you're four centimeters dilated, but go home. Mm. Um, go home. It's, you're not having strong enough contractions. And I actually was having strong enough contractions, but the drive over there made them stop. Yeah. And scientifically, like we slow down our labor when we're not safe yep. because it, think if you're out in a forest and in the wild evolutionarily and you start having contraction, but there's a freaking bear there, yep. like you're not going to give birth in front of a bear. So your body's <laughs> going to get you away from the bear before it starts the birth again. Um, so long story short, we go back at two in the morning after I'm walking down the hallway, we're channeling, we're talking to the baby walking. And at this point we like, know it's, you know, we're like, battling the will of this child but because this because this intuition was so strong to like he's got and at this point we thought it was a girl too we didn't know what the gender was so we're like she needs to come out um it was a boy <laughs> but um we went back at three or four in the morning or maybe two I don't know in the middle of the night and the it's the same nurse on call and like I got the sense that she was like you know my shift's about to end I want to go home and sleep. And like, who could blame her? I mean, especially with the like pandemic and I know their hours were cut and their pay was cut and they didn't get the, the business loans. And like, I, I get it. I have eternal compassion for where she was. And also I went into that room and I talked to my husband about it for like 20 to 30 minutes. And I was like, this baby's not going to come out if I have to keep going back and forth. Like I have to commit to being in this space and commit to this baby coming today. And so I sat the, and I didn't know this midwife. She was the only midwife I hadn't met. So I had had like appointments with every other midwife on staff and they're midwife nurses. So they like can deliver the babies. And so I said, listen, I don't, I don't know you. And I think that's part of the problem. I don't think like my, yeah, I probably said my subconscious, I don't think my subconscious feels safe with you. And she's like, okay. (laughs) Um, But I was like, listen, I was like, I hike some pretty tall mountains throughout the middle of the night, like, you know one of them in a blizzard most recently, like, I know my body, I know my limits, I know what I'm capable of. And I said, I'm climbing this goddamn mountain tonight and you need to get on board. 
she was like, and I literally said yeah. that. And she was like, okay. Heard. Um, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> rally yes. the truth. And so um, like an hour after that, I had, because when I went back, they were like, you're still at four centimeters. You should go home. And I was like, no, no. I'm going home. An hour later, I was at six centimeters. And so it was like, cool progress. And then, you know, several hours later, the labor had just stopped. Just stopped. And keep in mind, this started at 5 p.m. So we hadn't slept yet. Because I knew if I slept, the baby wouldn't come out. Because it just slows everything down. So, um, and my mom was in labor with me for 48 hours. Mm. Could not expand past seven centimeters. And that was like my biggest fear was that I was going to have to get rushed to the hospital and have the same experience as her. And had done some work around that, but I don't think I had done enough work around it because I ended up repeating that pattern. I got stuck at eight centimeters and I couldn't go past it. And so fast forward to 21, 20-ish hours into the birth, I'm still not like in labor, straight up, like fully in labor. And we, and I didn't want like any sort of intervention, but it was like, we have to break my water. Like we have to see if something's going to happen. Yeah. Like we have to try everything. And so we had broken my water. I was having the world's worst contractions, mm. um, but it still wouldn't progress. And so um, <laughs> I think I was starting to entertain other timelines at this yeah. point. Like, like maybe I don't live through this birth oh. because I was awful. It was awful. And I was so, I was so miserable and I was so exhausted. Mm. And I was like, and I was like, I also know having climbed mountains, like you have to have enough energy to summit, yes. but you also have enough energy to get back down yeah. the mountain. And I was like, I haven't even summited and I don't have enough energy to get back down the mountain. Yeah. And she was starting to lose a lot of blood. And so they said, um, we're concerned about you and we've got like X amount of time until you're going to the hospital mm. and we're going to try everything in our power. But I knew if I went to the hospital, which already was like not in my timeline, I already was very much resisting that because I knew they'd give me a C-section and I knew they would give me Pitocin and I knew they'd give me an epidural and I didn't want any of those things. And, but I also knew, okay, if I go, if I decide that I'm going to do this, I ha I'm probably going to have to go to the hospital and um, there's going to be another 15 hours of this because I, I was actually in the delivery room with my friend when we were in high school and she got an epidural towards the end at like 30 hours and um, she fell asleep yeah. because it relaxes you. And so I was like, I cannot, will not do this yeah. for any longer than five more hours. And I was like, I, I can't, like I have a limit and that's all like, I won't make it, you know? And so um, I was like, I need hope. Mm. And I asked the midwife to leave the room and my my stepmom was acting as my doula because she's an, a registered nurse as well and like a super talented energy healer. I literally could have not gotten that baby out oh. without her. And my husband is also very like connected. And um, so he was just like, like, you know, so the two of them, the three of us are like sitting there. I'm like, can we meditate together? Cause I went to the bathroom. I'm emotional over here. <laughs> Hello, you intuitive being. This is a quick message for any of you who might be feeling the effects of a drawn out and very odd year. In other words, if you're feeling bloated, 
constipated or have rashes on your skin or are constantly working to keep your anxiety at bay or your energy levels up just enough to get through your day, it could be the perfect time to hit reset on your gut health. You see, the state of your gut and how well you are digesting your food is a direct reflection of the state of your outer world and how well you are digesting your life experiences. Right now, we are gearing up to prepare for my signature group program, the Fall Gut Health Reset. This is a four-week comprehensive program where I will personally be walking you through an inflammatory elimination protocol to amp up your digestive fire and eliminate anything that is keeping you feeling stuck in the yuck of this new normal. (laughs) And the best part, we will then systematically reintroduce these foods one by one to A, see if you truly do have any food sensitivities. In other words, like maybe you don't actually need to be eliminating gluten just because someone told you at one point in time that it was bad for you. (laughs) And B, to begin rebuilding your new normal. In other words, a truly mindful lifestyle where you can wake up feeling refreshed, excited for your day, and no longer anxious about foods that you're not even sure are good or bad for you. If you are ready to simply hit reset in body, mind, and intuitive soul, head on over to chelseahainescoaching.com and register for the pre-launch waitlist for the Fall Gut Health Reset. There are limited spots available and pre-launch discounted pricing is first come first serve. And while you're at it, as my gift to you, go ahead and get yourself a free download to bounce back to optimal gut health. If you have ever had to take a round of antibiotics, this free download is for you and available on chelseahainescoaching.com. Thank you again all so much. And if you have any questions, please send me a direct message on Instagram at the Chelsea Haynes. I'm a huge fan of voice messages. So head on over there, send me a voice message. I am more than happy to answer any and all of your questions. Lots of love and please enjoy the rest of the show. reliving this I luckily I have like done the work with this memory to like transform it into now I just feel joy but when I Ugh. first started thinking about it for the first couple of weeks it was like trauma 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 um yeah. so I go to the bathroom I'm like I need hope if I don't have a tangible thing to latch on to I don't think I'm gonna choose to stay in this body yeah. go back out ask the midwife to leave the room the three of us are sitting there channeling and this is the universe this is faith in the 11th hour that I was telling you that I'm learning right now. And, um, and I'm learning it this week. Like I have a big goal for this month and I'm like very much not at that goal yet. And I'm like faith in the 11th hour. This is why the stuff keeps happening. Cause I'm supposed to learn this. Yep. So I'm like, can we meditate? And they're like, of course, we're so concerned about you. I didn't know that they were concerned about me, but in hindsight, they said, my husband said, I've never, I've seen you do some crazy shit. Mm. And you know, like, bungee jumping, skydiving, 19,000 foot summit hikes in a blizzard, like seeing you do some crazy stuff. And you always have the spirit of a warrior, like nothing ever defeats you. He's like, in this moment, your entire face was pale. Your Mm. feet and your hands were black and blue. Your stomach was swollen. And he said, and Ro was like, I think you were like starting to detach from your chakras. Like, I think you were starting to like, start to let go. Mm. And, um, And I remember that moment. I remember entertaining those other timelines and just being like, I'm going to give it all I got one more time. And um, after that, I don't think I'm going to have a preference. I think I'm just going to let the world 
take me if that's what's supposed to happen. I'm not going to fight anymore after this. So we come together and, and turn, and I didn't know this, but my dad was getting, my dad is my best friend. So we are like super quantum entangled. And he said, I was literally in the parking lot at that moment, like sobbing. And I didn't know why I was sobbing because he wasn't allowed in the room because of COVID. Right. Granted, I don't even think he would want to be in the room. Look, I'm tearing up. Yeah. um, So he's like, I'm out in the parking lot crying. And he's like, I started talking to the trees. He said, (laughs) I found the three biggest trees in the parking lot. And I was like, please. He's like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know why I was crying. I didn't know what was going on, but I think I sensed on a deep level that you were starting to like, let go and entertain other timelines. He was like, I was sobbing. He was like, I was out in the parking lot, like a crazy person, like talking to these big trees, these big Oak trees, like asking them for help. And so, um, literally like, this is like spiritual warfare right now. And so five minutes later, the, cause the nurse, I could tell she was getting like, this is a liability. I don't like, I want to give this woman the birth experience she wants, but like, this is yeah. not working. And right. keep in mind, we've also been doing like 10 hours of like physical labor. So I'm in these postures and she's pushing on my hips to try to get the yeah. labor. Like this yeah. isn't like a hospital birth where you're sitting there with like something attached to you and peeing in a cup. This is like, right. I physical am trying labor. to make this labor happen and it's not yeah. happening. And I don't want a shot of Pitocin and I can't get a shot of Pitocin because I'd have to be at the hospital for that mm. to happen. They had that there, but they didn't have the like monitoring procedures that needed to be in place for in that place. to be like legal for them. Okay. So she comes in and she said, okay, I just talked to the owner. The owner believes in you. And I could tell she just had this reinvigoration. And she said, we've got three options, this, this, and this, we're going to try this first. I'm going to rub this oil on your belly for 15 minutes. It's going Mm -hmm. to suck. You're not going to like it. Cause at that point I was already like being kind of bratty, like, (laughs) like, you know, cursing at her and like, whatever. And so she was you ain't real. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you're not going to like it, but you are going to shut the fuck up and do it. And, um, this is your like last moment. So she rubbed that oil on my belly and it was like, my contractions were getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And she had told me like, you're not getting that bearing down sensation you need to be getting to know that the labor is happening. So I went to the bathroom after that. She told me, okay, we're doing this. We did the oil. And then she's like, get in a squat now. And it was like this big, like acro yoga, like trapeze. um, Right. So she was like, put that around your arms and sit down in a squat. And I was like, I don't want to do any more postures. Like, um, but I sat in the squat and then I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And she was like, Morgan, if you keep like tapping out, like it's not, you know, I went to the bathroom and I was like, oh my God. I was like, am I faking this? I was like, I feel the bearing down. I was like, am I faking this? Like, like, I was like, I don't know if this is real, but I was like, you know, starting to like have the primal, like screaming and like the feeling and she was like that's what I want to see that like f yes Yes. and I was like I don't know if I'm faking this but she checked me and I was nine centimeters dilated and I went straight into labor but like I was literally falling asleep between contractions because at this point I probably hadn't slept for at least 40 hours like it's it's the next night so it had already yeah. Been a full day in between. <gasps> oh yeah. my God. So I didn't give birth to him until like, I think it was 9.52 PM. The next night. The next night. And this started 
5 p.m. 5 p.m. the day before. The day before. Oh my so God. I'm like literally falling asleep between contractions and there, but I'm so relieved that I'm going to be able to have a natural birth, even though yeah. like I'm still physically healing from that experience. Yeah. But um, they kept, I remember them kept trying to like pep talk me and I kept being like, I don't need a pep talk. I need to go to sleep. I need you to be yeah. quiet. Like I'm trying to focus, like, you know, and, um, and obviously a lot more intense than that, but like I pushed <laughs> for over two hours. Like this was wow. literally the battle of wills. He did not want to come out. And he, his head was like, I was like, are we almost there? And they're like, no, his head is banging up against your bone. Like it's not going under the bone the way it needs to. And I'm like, but it was like, I mean, after that, and I mean, I lost a lot of blood. Like my yeah. blood pressure was like 90 over something at the end of it. Wow. It was like, I was not yeah. in good shape, but um, like, I'm like, how have women been oppressed for so long? Like we are freaking mm-hmm. unicorns. Like yeah. the fact that I had like, cause they were like, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Like I have no idea how you did that and and then um, you pushed him out and what was it like holding him was that just (laughs) so yeah (laughs) so the like the love and the bonding didn't happen until after I got some sleep because again we thought it was a girl so we didn't know what the gender was I'm like there he came out of the water he's like slimy and gray and I'm like oh my (laughs) god the baby is here I'm done like I couldn't wrap my mind around that and then we pull him up out of the water and we're like that's a penis (laughs) he is a boy and me and me and my husband I think we said it like a hundred times oh my god it's a boy we were like 120 percent sure for whatever reason that it was a girl and like then he came out and he was a boy and we were just like shocked yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I need food. It's a boy. I can't yeah. believe it's a boy. Like, and it was so funny. So I like shot a, I shot a group text out to like our 20 closest people, like siblings, yeah. best friends. And I said, it's a boy guys. It's like boy. I thought it, and is this is also funny because we have five nephews. So wow. there are no boys on McKenna's side of the family. And I'm the first one to have a baby on my side of the family. So it was like, <laughs> we have another boy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I really realized what I was made of during that birth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you so much for taking us through that journey because I mean, I'm over here like tearing up, getting emotional, cheering you on. And I'm sure everybody listening to this as well. And, you know, I think it's true. Women, I mean, women in oppression, like a whole nother podcast episode we can do, but I've gotten really into recently, especially in the last few years of watching births online. And I follow the empowered birth project on Instagram, as well as quite a few others. And I'm just, first off, I learned, I've learned so much about childbirth through these accounts that are like, so set on educating women on what it actually is like versus like the Hollywood vision that we see in our mind's eye and that we have a tendency to, you know, think about when we think about birth and your story is I think it's it's so empowering and it's so real and it's so raw and thank you so much for sharing all of it so how do you feel like that has added to the deeper layer of healing that you like this journey that you've been on do you feel like that was kind of like you said it was a culmination of a lot of the healing that you've been doing over the last few years how do you, do you feel like it was sort of like cross the T's and dot the I's? Do you feel like it opened up this whole new world of healing that you are trying to do? 
Yeah. It was the physical proof that I create my own reality. It was the physical proof that when I have faith in the universe, I can change the outcome. And so like, I think it's so relevant to what the world's going through right now. We see this thing happening on a global scale and the, what we want to do is we want to be fearful and we want to worry and we want to question our safety and we want to question our ability to manifest what we want. And we want to question everything. And there, there was a generational pattern of like my mom not being able to give birth the way that she wanted to. There was an actual physical, I don't know what the problem was. None of us know what the problem is. None of us know what my mom's problem was, Mm -hmm. but there was like, I couldn't also get past eight centimeters. Yeah. And then there was literally like this, just like, it was, if it was very obvious to me that the birth was going in one direction and through the power of literal meditation and hypnosis, because I had done a hypnobirthing course and I had been doing the hypnobirthing course for 10, no, 20 hours of that labor. I was doing hypnobirthing. I didn't do the like hypnobirthing in the final hours because by that point, I just, there was nothing, there was nothing like it was. And, um, it was just literally like them, you know, the midwife pressing down on my vagina, telling me where to push Mm -hmm. my husband, pulling my knees into my chest, picking me up out of the, I was in a, I was in a tub. So I was water birthing, picking me up out of the tub with the owner of the center around the tub and this adorable nurse from the Caribbean who was like (laughs) hysterical and like the perfect person to like, like keep me like in humor after the birth. But, um, I mean, like all of them were around the tub. Like we believe in you, we're fighting for you. And I was too bratty to understand the, like the, um, depth of this, but the owner of the center said, you are doing this right now for all of the women on the planet. She said that in the middle of my birth. And I was kind of like, stop inspiring me, but like yes. looking back on it. Cause I was so tired and I like, didn't right. want to hear it, you know, but of like course. looking back on it, I was like, yes. And like, if, if I, like, to me, it's like, if I could have changed that trajectory when it was so clearly headed in a really bad direction, and I almost thought I was going to die. Like, yeah. I don't say that lightly. Like, there was like a, I was where Greg was. I could feel myself in that space deciding what my soul was going to do. And I saw him wrestling with that, like, not very yeah. long before that experience. Like, yeah. yep what, a year and a half? And I, for me to have still been able to manifest the birth that I wanted, and yes, it looked very different. It always looks very different. But to still having, have had the experience that I want, I mean, that like, (laughs) and I think I needed this reminder today because this morning was an intense morning of like waking up to my baby screaming and Mm -hmm. um, just like, I'm doing my rituals while I'm bouncing him on the swing, you know? And um, it's just a reminder that like, we are always creating our reality always even in and the like, final moment even in the final moment and i think that we think i'm always creating my reality but there's this thing happening that's beyond my control no the shit that's happening in the world is happening because we created it with our thoughts and by not taking responsibility for what we were doing to the planet and what we were doing to ourselves and each other yeah. and the harm we were causing and there's no shame 
but like now it's time to take massive responsibility. We live in a holographic universe. And if you don't believe me, quantum physics actually has a scientific theory about this. And our thoughts and our emotions are always letting us know what our vibration is and basically what we're creating. And so, I mean, meditation, hypnosis, like these tools that I do with my clients were the thing that helped me manifest my son. Amazing. And so what did it teach me? I mean, how did it dot the T's and cross the I's? It was like, and this is what I think when we're manifesting something new, we are gathering the proof that this new energetic minimum, this new, um, this new like frequency frequency. is available to us. And we have to realize that the only reason we think something's impossible is because the proof of the people around us and the proof that we've experienced is keeping us in a mental framework where we believe that that proof is the only thing that's real. But like in relation to money, for example, like let's say you're trying to manifest a $50,000 a month, like you may have proof around you that that's not possible, but let's think about Kim Kardashian or Oprah. If they were only able to manifest even like a $150,000 month, they would be broke. They wouldn't be able to pay their bills, you know? So like there is somebody else having the experience that you want. And like quantum physics tells us that everything's a probability of existence. Mm. So there is only probability until we observe something. And so if you, that's faith in the 11th hour, if you stay in the energy of having what you want, and this isn't like rainbows and butterflies, this is like, I stayed in the energy of having what I wanted and I fluctuated, of course, but when I made my decision, it was like, I stayed in that energy and I was able to create what I wanted and um, for the highest good of me and my son, because had something gone wrong, like we were at a natural birth center, like would yeah. like would have we both been able to get to the hospital like I, who knows what that who probability knows? of existence would have activated had we gone in the other direction like it wasn't yep. as easy as just going to the hospital like what about the drive to the hospital and like yep. you know so, so i think all the lessons i had been learning because of the death i experienced was <laughs> was like came completely into full proof with the life that I birthed. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. For anyone listening to this, who's trying to create something in, in their lives, how can they work with you? Um, they can, <laughs> so I do one-on-one coaching. Um, Amazing. I do business masterminds, but like, yeah, we, we learn strategy, but we do the subconscious work first because yes. we can't create any, create anything without the subconscious work. And then yep. I'm actually also, and I just launched the pre-sale this week, so I'm so excited about it, but I'm Woo! creating an NLP certification. Um, Amazing. Yeah, where you get certified in time techniques, NLP, hypnosis, like five really powerful modalities because I literally like, I don't know if it, I, I'd be here without these modalities. I don't know if my son would be yep. here without these modalities. And so I am launching a coach certification. So amazing. Um, amazing. I am, my website is getting a little bit of a um, facelift with my new offerings, Perfect. but yeah. I can be found at Morgan Rhodes Lifestyle on Instagram. Awesome. Amazing. We'll be sure to link that in the show notes for sure. Morgan, I can't say thank you enough for sharing all of the things. And, you know, as far as, um, I want to make sure that we also just take a step forward and know and 
for you to be able to share with our listeners here, if anyone's listening and is resonating with your story and resonating with like, wow, these powerful subconscious techniques to definitely go check out Morgan's Instagram. I mean, you share so much inspiring free content on there, of course, but also to be able to take a step forward and to work with you, maybe either one-on-one in a group manner, I think is so, so, so powerful. So thank you so much for your inspiration. I feel like we're going to have to do this again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down. Thank you, Chelsea. You are so welcome. I appreciate it. I wanted to take a quick moment to give you, my community of listeners, some genuine appreciation. I know how valuable and precious our time is in today's world of productivity, and I couldn't be more grateful for yours today. If you feel that this episode was of value to you, I would be even more grateful if you were to share it with your people. Go ahead and copy and paste that link into messages. Smartphones make it super easy these days.